Hello and welcome to None of Our Business. I'm Daisy Sedeno. I'm John Sedeno. And this is the first season of None of Our Business. And today we're going to talk about something that it was incredible at the beginning of time. Was it? No. I tried um, to make it dramatic for, you know, for the marketing purpose. I wanted to use that bite for that, the that's a, that's a business. That, <laughs> that, that, that's a business strategy. Uh, <laughs> We're going to talk about Sega. S-E-G-A. Yes, you heard it here in none of our business. Okay. <laughs> okay, Sega the, is... The, the, famous, the famous video game developer. You know them for Sonic the Hedgehog. You know them for a whole lot. Yeah, Sega was very popular. But let's start from the beginning. What was the end? And then we take it from there. Sega is now where? They're making games for other consoles. That's really all they're doing. But before, they were a huge console maker. Exactly. But everything started in 1940. When American businessmen, they um, thought of the idea of selling slot machines, uh, gambling machines, to military bases. Yeah, that's what the name came from. Sega means... Service games. So, when they expanded to other military bases, um, America banned slot machines and other in their uh, territories. Mm. So, uh, so they went to Japan, established Service Games of Japan, which later was abbreviated as Sega, and they started selling slot machines and jukeboxes, pinball games, um, a bunch of different um, kinds of amusement machines to military bases and then later around the world. And they were doing pretty well because after that, what happened? I mean, in the 70s is when it really starts to become a big deal because Atari happens. Mm -hmm. And Atari makes uh, arcade games Mm -hmm. huge. You have uh, games, uh, you have games like Head On, which is, um, which created the formula that would later be used in the game Mm Pac-Man. I still have a Pac-Man somewhere. Yeah, but that's Namco, the different company. Okay. So, um, you have games. They're most famous for their arcade games at this point. Um, so, Atari happens. Atari comes and goes. The vi- great video game crash that had documentaries have been made about. Uh, many podcasts have made about just that 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 era that era but what happened was everybody was jumping into the arcade yeah well at this point nobody's jumping into arcade okay. because home consoles uh-huh. home video games just crashed okay the games have been getting so low quality that nobody would buy them anymore atari goes bankrupt it's not good uh so nintendo comes up with an idea that instead of selling them in the electronics depart- department, mm-hmm. like Atari did, mm-hmm. they would sell them as a toy in the toy aisle. And that was boom. So Sega, Sega looks at this, and um, while they're developing it, they get word that Nintendo is developing a games console. For kids. The market was kids and teenagers. Yes. 
So they so they create their first game console, which is the S which is the SG one thousand. It's not a catchy name, but and it didn't go anywhere, mm-hmm. really. And the Famicom ended up becoming bigger. Mm-hmm. The Famicom stands for Family Computer. Mm-hmm. That's what it was called in Japan, and over here in America, it was called the Nintendo Entertainment System. So the SG One Thousand didn't really go anywhere. Um, and part of that was because you could get the Nintendo got other developers to develop games for their systems and they had a killer a killer app something that everyone wanted mario mario wow so the master system happens they they have a better console people started buying but they weren't as but they weren't a nintendo they weren't even going they weren't even competing with nintendo so some so someone at Sega decides we need to make a mascot for our games. So that's what Nintendo Mario? Nintendo has Mario. Nintendo has Mario. They've been sticking with Mario since Donkey Kong. We need to have our own flagship game that when they look at when people look at it, when kids look at it, when teenagers look at it, they'll immediately go, "I want that game." Mm-hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's cool. He has sneakers he's extremely 80s exactly but it was more for the teenagers i believe it was more for the teenagers but he's the most he's the most 80s uh character that you could have he's more modern than mario um and this ended up being sega's appeal so sega what year was this 1991 whoa 1991 so this was in 1991, which feels cr- kind of crazy, but that's how it was. Because the NES didn't come out until 1988. Mm-hmm. So what happened after that? We're in 1991. Sega has a mascot or some kind of... Uh... Sega has a mascot, and the mascot represents this direction that Sega is going to. Teenagers. Teenagers. They are, they are cool. They are more... They're, they're, they're more in with teenagers than little kids. You give a Nintendo to some to like a ten year old, and you would give, um, and, and you would give a Sega Genesis to a teenager. And I have to add that maybe I'm just saying I don't know what you think about this, but I'm thinking that they were also promoting to those teenagers that had a part time job, and they can buy their own Sega because what was the price on the Sega? around 1991 i mean we're talking about that the market was the marketing strategy was for the teenagers to buy their own sega and when they were promoting the other one it was more like the parents buying for the kids so that's why they put it in the toy section yeah i'm not i'm not i'm really not sure um but the point is is that they market them themselves as kind of the anti-nintendo nintendo represented family fun while sega was cool and this ended up working if you there's a poll mm-hmm. that if you read it mm-hmm. they would they ask kids which console they would be more comfortable playing mm-hmm. and older kids 
they would be embarrassed to have a, a Super Nintendo, oh. even though the Super Nintendo is technically better, technolo technologically better, it was uh, it was cooler to have a Sega. Mm -hmm. It was cooler to have a Genesis. So this ends up going great. Okay, so Sega's taking off. Sega's taking off. Nintendo and Sega, they're pretty much the only things on the market. Atari wants to get back on desperately. They're they're not. That's not working. It's not. It didn't work. They it's couldn't not, make it back. They couldn't make it back. Um, and Nintendo starts evolving. They start just making games, but Sega decides we're going to have a bunch of add-ons for the Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna and it's going to. So, this ended up turning the uh the Sega Genesis into a huge huge console it took up a lot of space to play and to play all of the games i mean it wasn't really it, it wasn't really worth it worth it the one what do you the, mean i don't understand that part so it was a whole new add-on mm -hmm. it was expensive because it was a new technology this was cds Okay, so people were so, like, what is it this? It was the first Sega CD, and there was also the Sega 32X, which we're not going to talk about, because the Sega CD is the one that's important. Okay. So, Sega CD is revolutionary at the time, because you could have live action, um, live action content with the video game. You could have, uh, you could have recorded music, instead, oh. instead of uh, the music being generated on the console. Okay. You could have you could have a lot of different things, but the games killed it. Um, because of the efforts of the ESRB, the reason why we have uh, gaming gaming ratings, uh -huh. game and, ratings, and parental on, uh, control, and parental controls, and all of that. That's the reason why we have that. Most of the game, a lot of the games for the Sega CD were pulled off of shelves, and parents did not trust it. So they wouldn't buy a uh, Sega CD. Mm. So the the sales are started going down. The sales started going down. Um, it's because they were trying to put too much to attract that community, which was teenagers, and they just went the wrong way. Yeah. So they be so they start selling the Sega Saturn. The Sega Saturn. Um, this is kind of like a footnote. But it's a really big, the Nintendo 64, the Sony PlayStation, and the Atari Jaguar were their competing consoles at the time. Mm -hmm. The Atari Jaguar didn't go anywhere, but the Nintendo, the Nintendo 64 and in, in the Sony PlayStation, they ended up, they ended up succeeding really well. Okay. The Sega Saturn, it had all your favorite arcade games on it, but not a lot else. Okay. All your favorite Sega arcade games on it. Um, it had it sold more than the PlayStation at first, but it really didn't. But it, at, in the end, it was a failure completely. And then what happened after that? I mean, right after the Nintendo, Nintendo sixty four came out, it was just the Saturn died. Like the PlayStation, there were three PlayStations sold for every Saturn. Okay, wow. They, they were like that's how bad it was. And then the Dreamcast happened, and 
it was it's probably my favorite games console um just because of the range of video games that it had but it didn't have the games people wanted that was at the end of the 2000 you know like 1999 2000 something this was the it released in 1999 okay in america in america they had an early lead. They were eager to get away from the Saturn. So they released the Dreamcast earlier than the PlayStation 2 and the Nintendo GameCube. And, well, the Xbox wasn't being developed yet. Uh, so they were creating the Dreamcast on top of arcade hardware like they always do. And they were working with Microsoft. The Microsoft deal. Okay, hold on one right there. How they ended up working with Microsoft? They were using Windows on the on the Dreamcast. So Windows was happening at the same time that all this. So revolution. the idea of the Dreamcast was to bring PC computer technology to a games console market. So this console, the Dreamcast, was revolutionary. Mm -hmm. It had online gaming for the first time. You could play with with, with your friends mm -hmm. online mm -hmm. on a on a console. Um, you can have. And this happened with games such as Fantasy Star Online. There was Quake for the Dreamcast. Uh, but the killing blow ended up being that the, that the games weren't there. And the PlayStation 2 came out. The PlayStation 2 was the largest selling games console of all time. And this was only because... It had a DVD player. The DVD player made the difference because it was a cheaper. It was a cheap. It was a cheaper option than any DVD player on the market. So even if you didn't want to really want to play games, you would get it just because it had a DVD player. And everybody wanted to have a DVD player. Yes. Oh my god, I remember. So what happened? Microsoft and Sega were working together. Uh, Microsoft and Sega were working together. Um, Sega ends up pulling out because they don't like uh, Microsoft's very American attitude. There were cultural walls between that's, the companies. That's very interesting to just point that out because a lot of people feel like, okay, I can go abroad. I can make my company international. But when you're dealing with other cultures, that has that is also something to keep in mind. So Microsoft, so Microsoft ends up making the Xbox. It doesn't really do well, but it will end up paying a lot for them later what happens is that the dreamcast it fails it fails hard and it ends up being one of the most famous failures in history and it brings the whole company down it breaks like it goes bankrupt and at this time and this is 2003 three okay so at the time sammy is doing great this is a different company and what they do is that they make Going back full circle, slot machines, they make pachinko machines. And pachinko is um, that, that game where you drop a ball and it hits pegs and mm -hmm. it goes into a... That's the one that we a, see in the arcades. Pit. Yes. Mm -hmm. So... So Sammy says, okay, I think so Sega will be interesting to invest in that company. What they, invest, uh, they invest... Uh, they invest... They buy... A quarter of Sega, and then more of Sega, and then they completely merge together. So now they're Sega Sammy, even but the executives are all from Sammy. So it's really Sammy owns Sega. 
But the Sega brand. was more international, so that's why they decided to keep the name, I'm thinking. Yes or no? I mean, you just by looking at it. I, I guess. So Sega makes most of its money from gambling machines now. Incredible. Um, like they did before. At the very beginning in 1940s? At the very beginning, yeah. And uh, now they don't make their own consoles, but they make games for other consoles. Now Sonic, the iconic representation of Sega, is on Nintendo. Incredible. What was the mistake? I think they they couldn't keep up with times. Technology, all the different changes. The, 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 no, the idea was is that they had they were extremely uh, they they were extremely confident in their technology, and they were ahead of the game with, a, with most technology. It's not like they couldn't keep up; is that they were too ahead, they were too confident with themselves that they forgot to think of things like price point. Mm-hmm. Like there was a handheld console made by Sega it was called a Sega Game Gear, mm-hmm. and this released at the same time as the Nintendo Game Boy. I mean, so the Nintendo Game Boy, if you remember, it had two color screen but you could play games on it it was fine and it was cheap the Sega Game Gear the Sega Game Gear it had a full color screen it was basically a Sega Genesis so you could hold in your hand but it was too expensive and that was their problem um, even though the technology was better for the, of that of the Dreamcast even though the Dreamcast technology was technically better, they were too uh, ahead of the game. So they ended up overcharging. They ended up being overconfident. There was no market for it. Yeah, there was no market at the time. At the time, there was no market. The consumer was not ready for to spend so much money like that. I mean, maybe now people, I don't know, people spend a lot of money in these games and stuff like that. But in that era, people were not ready to spend money like that. Yeah. They didn't they didn't research on the market or maybe they did. Yeah. Because they were coming from the They're in great financial shape now, but mm-hmm. because of Sammy. Yeah. Okay. How we can wrap this up? We just did. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is none of our business and we talked about Sega Episode number, I don't know. <laughs> I think it was number four. Like I'm Daisy Sedeno. I'm John Sedeno. None of our business. Hey. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs>